0: Welcome back to another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. This is a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for singers, songwriters, musicians, recording artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm Bruce Worsniak from Now Hear This Incorporated, which provides management, publicity, and related services. If I can help you with your music career, whether that's becoming a client or simply doing a private one on one online video consultation, do get in touch. I have been helping artists from around the U.S. for over 18 years now and would love to help you as well. Just write to me via the email address, podcast at nhte.net. My thanks to everyone who listens, whether you're in the music business or not. Do make sure that you've signed up for the weekly email newsletter. Oftentimes there are exclusives in there that those who subscribe get to see first. So if you're not currently receiving that, start getting access by putting your email address in the sign-up box on the show website, nhte.net. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville. My guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player, and percussionist who has a new single coming out this Friday, April 1st, after having just released another new song earlier this month. She has been crowdfunding towards what will be her 10th album, and along the way has launched what she calls an inspirational career coaching business that is not just for musicians. She continues to perform regularly, not only in Music City, but as far away as San Diego and Hawaii, among other locations. She has also sung up and down the aisles and over the PA on 24 and counting Southwest Airlines flights. She's been a guest on this show twice before, way back on episode 52. As well as the second ever episode of NHTE You've been hearing a song of hers called Sha La, La Love Welcome back to Now Hear This Entertainment, Alyssa Jc. Hi,
1: man! Alyssa,
0: great to have you back <laughs> yes, yes, my pleasure, my pleasure. We have seen each other when I've been to Nashville, and I even posted a blog on the website last October that was a case study where I featured you relative to getting attention as an indie artist. Yet, wow, we have been long overdue to finally have you back on the show. So let's start off by first having you tell the audience all about the song of yours that was just playing called "Shalala La Love.
1: This is, uh, I'm so glad that this song was made. It has... The most unique story behind it, I was up all night crying. My friend Tolan Shaw and I had a writing session set up for the next afternoon. And if you, if anyone who's listening, I know Bruce knows knows this about me, but if you don't know me at all, I do not flake, I do not cancel unless I'm on my deathbed or God forbid something happens to me in a car ride somewhere or I lose my voice, I, no matter what... Will stick to my word about something, and I was like seconds away from canceling the session. And I'm wow. so, because I was just so distraught. Wow! I was so glad that I didn't because three minutes before he showed up. I was like, pull it together. I grabbed my guitar, I grabbed my laptop, and the pre-chorus that even if you don't wanna be, you gotta be, that little whole like phrase there, it just came out within minutes and then there was a knock on my door. And Tolan and I took this, this what could be, what could have been like a negative, just a, a downer kind of, just really sad, Story and turn it into something that you could. It's, it's really, it's happy, it's a beat, it's positive, and you don't have to be focusing on that negative, dark, you don't have to write about mm. things that affect you in that negative way. You can turn it into something where you can learn from it. And so wow. that's what the song is about. So we keep, like even in the dark times, our love can shine. That's, that's like the main point of the song, and that's what a lyric is in that song.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. And this song will be out the day after tomorrow on April 1st.
2: That's right.
0: Outstanding, outstanding. Wow, wow, what a great start to the show. It occurred to me that every week on this show I talk about something that I had never even posted a picture of before online. So on March 23rd, I gave subscribers of my weekly e-newsletter the first look at this before putting it on Instagram, but... The free watertight accessory case that you hear me make reference to every week that you'll get from Sentrance when you put in the code BRUCE at checkout is going to come in so handy for me this year with all the traveling I'm doing. In fact, I'll be in Las Vegas from April 22nd to 29th, and I will be bringing my Sentrance portcaster out there to do some podcast interviews so you can be sure I'll be transporting that safely in that case. Both podcasters and musicians should be taking a long, serious look at what Sentrance makes, meaning specifically the portcaster and the mixer face, respectively. I'm talking about an audio interface for your recording rig that you can quickly disconnect and take with you to use out on location as a portable handheld recorder. Plus, you can use it for live streaming, too. And in all these applications, the biggest benefit you're going to get is studio-quality sound, that's thanks to the professional quality preamps in the device and you'll also love how quickly you'll be up and running with it there's not a massive user manual that you need to spend days reading there are no digital menus that are tough to see in sunlight or confusing sub menus that require advanced audio industry credentials to navigate through and understand real physical switches real physical knobs real terrific sound quality for your fans your audience and here's the offer they have for my audience on my show website, nhte.net, click or tap on the Mixer Face ad. It's in the right-hand column on desktop, or scroll way down on mobile to see it. Once you use that to go over to their website and order directly from them, Sentrance will give you free U.S. shipping, and like I said, when you put in the code BRUCE at checkout, you will get that free watertight accessory case to carry it in. Alyssa, speaking of using the Centrance Mixer Face or Portcaster for live streaming, you were doing lots of live streaming well before the pandemic struck, well before online concerts became a thing. In fact, late last year, you were booking yourself into weekly live streams, two per day, mind you. What was most impressive to me, though, was that in an industry where everyone wants to get rich overnight, you were letting people know that the fee to watch those was pay what you can. So just explain to the audience why you took that approach rather than say, hey, it's 10 bucks to watch my live stream.
1: Sure. So um, a couple of these companies that I was using when they first kind of came out, I did weekly shows either by myself or with guests back in 2014-13 and they were successful and fun and I would charge five dollars I think my tickets were five dollars a show and that's cool but then over the years um, and then once the pandemic struck and I started to do the streaming thing again I felt like if I just opened it up to anybody, especially during that time, then maybe more it's not even just about me like more of that community can meet each other Mm. more musicians could join in because you know we're all we were all struggling so much so if you pay what you can which was i think the minimum you had to pay was 10 cents so you can watch this you can watch these live streams for 10 cents uh and i just wanted to to do that to kind of build a community between myself and the fans and then the chatters you call them in the in the chat room Mm.
0: Nice. Nice. So I love Alyssa's emphasis on forming relationships and audience building. As you're hearing her start to talk about, it's not unlike the performances that I mentioned back in the intro that she has done on two dozen Southwest airlines flights. Share with the audience, Alyssa about how that ever got started in the first place. And then the way that you use those to develop new fans. The
1: way that started in the first place People have asked me this question and I have i think I've only answered this a couple times and I'm not going to, I've decided I'm not going to talk about actually how the details are because it was such, it's such a special thing that I want to keep that to myself and I don't really want the world to know about it. But I will just say that the first day that it happened, it was, it just became like this instant, wow, like this is so cool. This is so fun. I'm so excited that Southwest is into this. And they would—they kept like retweeting when I would do it. And they're like, we can't, they would say, I can't wait to have you back. Um, and I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And the next thing I know, I'm being told by Southwest, I'm the only person. I think the only person who's done it more than... Twice At the time, it was twice. Maybe there's someone that's done it more than twice at this point, but I'm the only person in the world that's done it 24 times. Wow. I think maybe the maximum might be three. Uh Yeah, and and I'm a solo artist. There's sometimes solo artists or sometimes solo bands that do it, but if you look up on Instagram, AJ, live at 35, you can see... Footage, like live footage of them introducing me or me walking up and down the aisles. Or during the pandemic, there was one time where I sat. And the front row, all the way against like the window, far away from everyone as they deboarded. It's just been a very unique experience and very fun.
0: But am I right in saying that, for instance, what you just mentioned there at the end about sitting over by the window as everyone deplaned—that that they even allow you to put your business cards out, and obviously they're, you're saying your name or they're saying your name or both, so that it is an opportunity to potentially get some new fans out of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love Southwest. I I could say I could sit here for the entire rest of the interview and
2: talk
1: about, uh, but and and for so many reasons, like take this completely away from it, and I'll talk about how awesome they are. But it's it has been, it's it it's just another tool, another way. I mean, artists should stop at nothing, especially if they're DIYs, to do whatever they can to get their name out there.
0: Yeah, I love that you said that because. I was going to kind of chip in my own two cents, which is I even don't know... Audience, as much as Alyssa and I do know each other i don 't know how she ever got started in the first place, doing this with them and i 'm pretty confident that the answer that she 's not giving you i 'm pretty confident that the answer isn 't oh well, I went to Southwest Airlines headquarters and I sat in a board meeting with them, and I pitched them this idea with all these you know with, with the whole storyboard and and a fancy video and everything like that, so to piggyback on what she just said you know, it, it always goes back to the thing of the worst they can say is no. So obviously it was somewhat organic. Obviously she spoke up and asked, but Alyssa, again, I love, you know, that's just who you are as an artist and and you're just so proactive and you are so DIY that, you know, it it sounds to me, and and I don't want you to take away from the authenticity uh, of how it came to be, but it sounds to me like it was just very organic and very just Alyssa deciding to see if this was possible.
1: I will leave it at that.
0: (laughs) Well, I mentioned in the intro that despite all the other things that we're going to be talking about during this conversation, you by all means definitely are still out playing live shows. In fact, one of the notable spots in Nashville for original music folks is a place called the Listening Room Cafe. And Alyssa, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe you have a residency with them?
1: Yes, I do. Um, So I've been performing for them for 12 years. Wow. yeah, <laughs> they just celebrated their sixth, their sweet sixteen on um, what day was it? I don't know, March something. And uh, I forgot to perform for that. And so off and on, since even before I moved here, because I've been here for a decade, so I was when I would tour here, I played listening room. And when I moved here, I'd play here. And it was maybe every three months when I first moved here, and then it got to be every four or five months. Kind of slowed down. Then it got to. Um, maybe back to every. Two, then I got to three months, two months, and then the, I just started building and building this relationship with them to where, even in 2020 when they they closed and opened back up, I was the first person that they mm. hired to start doing happy hours there and it's it was a little inconsistent between 20 and 20 and 2021 but as of this year um every single friday and uh, for as long as i'm in town you can catch me at the listening room uh for third i call it jc hour this is, kind of sounds <laughs> like happy hour
2: um
1: but i am there every friday and then occasionally throughout the i might be there in an evening or go perform at their pigeon forge location which just opened in august of last year
0: okay okay well You did mention about how long that you've been in Nashville, and I would love for you to give some advice to anyone listening who is an aspiring performer. And this could really be anywhere in the country, but just as it relates to hosting a writer's round, I know you used to do this. In fact, I came to see one of your rounds one time when I was in Nashville. For anyone who has thought about doing this, talk about the pros and cons of hosting a writer's round.
1: If you're going to host a writer's round, it's. I guess it's multifaceted. It depends on who you're going, like what venue you're working with and what they expect out of you. So, or I'll just use, for example, for me, my hosting involved booking the artists, promoting for them, making sure I had backup cables. I had to run the soundboard. I had never run a live soundboard before moving to Nashville. Uh, and then you're not only introducing the artists, you're there throughout the entire time in between when the artists are on and on, or sorry, introduce artists, they perform, they go off the stage, you go back up there and you're the kind of like crowd entertainer, crowd warmer upper. Um, and then I'd also perform. I'd either open the show or end the shows and you're constantly fielding booking emails and someone might cancel on you the day of. And uh, it's it's what you would expect to run your own business. But it was so, and so for other people who host, you might just show up and be like, hey, so and so is on stage now, watch. And then that's kind of all you have to do. Uh, so there's kind of a wide variety of what that entails. It depends on what the venue wants and what you want to do. I loved being involved in everything. It really gave me a chance to up my business game, my marketing game, my hosting game, by learning how to run live sound out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love all the things that you're hitting upon because I wanted to ask Alyssa that question, folks, because if this is you, if you're somewhere where you're thinking about, approaching a venue about hosting a writer's round Yes, it is a great opportunity to get your name out there, and it's a great opportunity to meet lots of people and connect with other writers, but I'm glad that Alyssa talked about all the things that she did because all of a sudden you kind of feel like the venue person that, oh, my gosh, this person is canceling for tonight, and you have to scramble to get someone else. You're dealing with so many different schedules, and this is all aside from just trying to run your own artist career. So keep all those things in mind if this is something that you're considering doing. As you are hearing folks, Alyssa has a lot of experience, a lot of great insights, and that is why she started the inspirational career coaching business called I am unashamedly me. I mentioned in the intro that it's not just for people in the music industry. So Alyssa share with the audience all about to use the acronym IAUM.
1: <laughs> so I-A-U-M dot live or dot .live, however you want to say it, but I like to live for me. <laughs> It started as an artist development agency. For those of you who have heard, it was called Image 1228. It started back in 2013, 2014. And the reason it began was not my idea. I have to give credit to, I don't remember who it was. I would love to give their name, but it was someone else at one of my writers' nights that I was hosting. So that's actually a good segue. Mm. And this particular person heard me night after night, give free advice out to these artists and anyone who would ask me questions. And they're like, you got to stop doing that. You should, you should turn into a business (laughs) because you're giving away all of your hard earned, you know, you're answering all these questions. And this is something that you've worked so hard for. So I was like, Oh, okay. Idea. So it was an artist development mentoring booking agency for a while. And then, and that was going great for a couple years. And then I started touring Europe. Like I was in Sweden four times in 13 months, mm. Ireland twice in that time, the UK, Denmark. And wow. I just, the business slowed down a lot. And then I finally got back to Nashville, started kind of you know, TV hosting more and, and doing, it, it kind of went by the wayside. And so about a year, little over a year ago, I really wanted to get back into the coaching side, but... I've also had people approach me that have nothing to do with music. Mm. They know that I started from nothing from zero. I didn't start singing until I was almost 24. I had no intention of being in the music industry. I didn't write a song. I never played an instrument. And I just, and I took this nothingness of a career that I had no intention of being in and turn it into a full fledged career that had all these different streams of income. And, um, all these different career paths. And they're like, can you teach me how to do that? I'm in finance or teach me how to do that. I'm retired. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, heck yeah. What a great <laughs> challenge and how much fun, I can't wait to talk to anybody who has any job who wants to do what they've been wanting to do, what they love, but they just can't figure out how to make that jump from where they are to where they want to be.
0: But it sounds to me like you're also referring to somebody who might be just going through the motions and needs. He called it inspirational career coaching. They might just need some inspiration because maybe they're good at what they do and they don't have kind of some something on the side that they want to chase, but maybe it's, you know, I'm really good at what I do, but I've been doing this for, you know, whatever a dozen years now, and it just doesn't do it for me anymore. It's it's tough for me to get motivated at work. So it almost sounds like you're really there to kind of coach them and say, okay, you know, let me step in and give you this outsider perspective based on everything I've gone through.
1: That's absolutely a part of it. And uh, the largest part of it is I use motivational and inspirational tactics to get people to Take action. So, for example, there's an artist that I worked with, and she has a full time job, and she's exhausted at the end of the day, which I completely understand. I was there. Um, And so, when we started working together, it can be very overwhelming when I tell you what you need to start doing and you, what you need to commit to. Mm. And so, um, for her, it was like, I don't think I can do this. That's just so many things. And that's so much to commit to and every day. I have to post at this time and use these hashtags. And then I have to make sure the lighting is good on this video. And I have to do videos and record and have to write songs too and performances. it she was going crazy. And I'm like, look, let's break it down baby steps you can do it and it's my it's my job to help everyone Understand that you can do anything. If you can take on a lot, awesome. But if it's too overwhelming for you, like for her, I I took the, let's call it 10 steps. And I was like, okay, we're going to just start with one. And we're going to make this one step super easy. You're going to just do this, this many times a week. And when you're comfortable with that, we'll go to two things a week. When you're comfortable with that, and then we'll just add on little by little. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that everybody knows that they can do what they want to do. And it doesn't to to be overwhelming. And I'm there to help you make sure that you know that.
0: Yeah, I love that. And obviously the proof is in the pudding because sure, it's a lot more Relatable when it's an artist who's coming to you as opposed to someone from another industry, but your story is still there for them to see your track record. And folks, I'm going to put links on the show page for this episode at nhte.net to episode 52 and to episode 2 so you can go back and hear Alyssa's story, how she got her start in music, the places that she's played at. I mean, you've heard her saying here about all the performing that she was doing overseas for Pete's sake. And I said in the intro about playing in the likes of San Diego, Hawaii, this residency she. She has in Nashville. So the proof is in the pudding. People can see that you're putting your money where your mouth is and you've walked the walk and you're talking the talk. And this isn't just something you're doing whimsically. People are saying, okay, it worked for her. And I do need some kind of re-energizing in my career, whether that's music or something else. And so this is a worthwhile investment for me to make. Otherwise, it's like you're saying, Alyssa, they can look in the mirror and see who they have to blame about being so unhappy about the lack of progress that they're seeing.
1: I'm, you just kind of nailed it. Perfect summary,
0: Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined today on the Now Here This Entertainment guest line from Nashville by singer, songwriter, guitar player, and percussionist Alyssa J.C. Visit her official website at AlyssaJC.com. I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode at Nhte.net. On her website, you will see links to connect with Alyssa on social media, namely Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. There is also a link there to purchase downloads of her original songs through Apple Music. Her single released earlier this month is called See Me Cry, and at the start of this episode, you heard some of her brand new song that will be out Friday, April 1st, Called Shalala Love. So be sure to support her by purchasing what she is putting out on Apple Music. You also just heard her talking about her inspirational career coaching services, which you can find more about at IAUM.live or dot live however you want to pronounce it as much as you all hopefully know that working with singers songwriters recording artists etc is at the heart of what i do there have been a lot of people that i've been consulting with that have wanted my help in the world of podcasting i've done one-on-one sessions with guys and gals from industries such as real estate investors entrepreneurs the music world of course And others. Whether you already have or want to have your own podcast, get in touch with me to discuss the challenges you're facing, the questions you have, the help you need. Simply write to podcast at nhte.net and let's schedule time for a private video chat and get you moving forward in your podcast journey. Alyssa, let's talk next about the new music that you're doing, meaning specifically the 10th album that are referred to at the start of the show that you're working towards. And I say it that way because you have been fundraising for that project and all the costs that go with it. So walk us through all of that. How has it been going? How can people support you? What's your goal? Those types of details.
1: Sure. Well, this album... Oh gosh, it's just so hard to describe. But Everybody's going to say, like, oh, this is the biggest album I've ever done because it's the newest one. But hear me say this this is there and there is nothing I have ever released that is like what I'm working on now I hope that you feel that in the energy through my voice when I'm speaking about it because am I proud of what I've released in the past absolutely would I be where I am today without those songs and those experiences heck no so I'm grateful for all of that but this particular album is so special to me i just celebrated my 10 year anniversary living in nashville on january 10th of all days (laughs) i just turned 40 this is my 40th year of life so it's kind of like a big it's a big year i'm uh, just about to end a divorce and to celebrate this 10 years in nashville and um with a 10th album. (laughs) It's just, it's just kind of this culmination of of awesomeness and the underlying theme of this album is so special. And I call it an album. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make any physical copies. I don't know if people really even care about CDs anymore. (laughs) I know vinyl is a thing now, but I was going to do 22 songs i've cut off two songs because i just didn't seem to really fit the all the full 20 Mm. 20 is a a massive feat um you know my biggest (laughs) but they have to they have to come out i'll talk to about some of like if you watch these videos on if you go to youtube slash Alyssa jc you can see Uh, maybe it's like 16, 17 videos ago, the main video where I talked about the the campaigning, why I was doing this, why this album is so important to me, why these songs are so important to me. Um, And the underlying theme is empowerment. Empowerment. I have been through the deepest, darkest depths of hell between the divorce and the pandemic, losing a family member, really injuring my shoulder. I had a, something going on with my brain, and I thought it was possibly a brain tumor. I mm-hmm. had an MRI. I'm fine. Um, I was misdiagnosed with BPPV, and I was living, doing all this stuff alone with my partner while also trying to keep my head on straight and continue Inspirational Career Coaching. With others, doing my occasional TV hosting, auditioning, modeling stuff, like I and perform, like put a face on. Yeah. So I want this album. This album is just meant to remind anyone who listens to it that you could be going through, like I said, the deepest, darkest steps of the hell, and you're gonna be okay. And these songs are. So so different from each other there's a reggae song there's an r&b song there are a couple pop rock or like wow. rock songs wow. there's country there's blues um there's a lot of there's regular pop there's like the some one like kind of piano ballad oh and I, of course i'm rapping i'm rapping in a lot of these and all of them have the same kind of idea behind them which is just, it's leaving the past in the past, your phoenix rising from the ashes, um, self-care, self-love, um, and being fearless. I am so honest, and not that I haven't been before, but I have definitely held back in the past with my lyrics. Not at all with this, this mm. album. You are going to hear exactly what I want you to hear wow. physically, lyrically, and I hope that it connects with you in the way that other, like, your favorite artists that you listen to now, there's a reason why you connect with them, there's a reason why you buy their albums, and um, I have to give a shout out to Carly Pierce because she and I went through very similar stories where we got married around the same time similar things happened with our prospective husbands, we got divorced around the same time, or at least mm. she sounds like she got divorced faster than I did, mine's still going on, but it'll be on soon And she wrote this outstanding EP called the 29 EP and then an even better album called 29 Written in Stone. And she's so freaking honest. And it's like, well, she can be honest, (laughs) you know, and really just, just, just so fearless and like, God, I can do that too. So I'm, I'm just ready for the world to hear everything. And it's not... It's not just about the relationship, some of it is, but it's just, it's really about picking yourself up and being grateful for where you can come, you can come out of all this and learn so much and be Mm. in such a better place than where you were before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's talk about the fundraising that has been going on. And like I said, is still continuing, fill the audience in on all that side of this recording that you're talking about doing.
1: Sure. So the video I had mentioned, if you go to YouTube and watch it, I'm wearing a big blue hat. Uh, It talks about that this possibly will be my last album and why it's, again, that's just another level of the importance of why this album is so important to me. Um, I guess I can touch on that in a second, but with the funding, I wanted to raise twenty two thousand because it's it costs more than a thousand. It can cost anywhere from like twelve hundred to fifteen hundred, maybe two thousand dollars to record one song, and it's it's very expensive in Nashville, Los Angeles, and it's really just expensive in general to record a song. But I don't think people. If you, I mean, maybe you know, maybe you know artists, but there's a lot that goes into the recording process, and if we have time, we can talk about it. But if not, just take my word for it. Okay. It's it's not cheap. And what I wanted to do was just raise enough to record the basics of of what just the recording would cover. It wouldn't cover the album art. It wouldn't cover any of the marketing. It wouldn't cover mm. any merchandise. Okay. No gotcha. promotion. Yeah. So that's why I just chose 22000 um and that campaign ran for 6 weeks and i was able to raise 9000 in that 6 weeks which is pretty outstanding i would say because it was right after christmas and it's still during a pandemic and right before tax season mm. So I have to give it up to everyone who was a part of making that nine thousand happen. It's it's pretty outstanding, I'm just I'm so thankful. The problem is I can't record every song until I hit that number. So I'm just kind of doing what I can right now with the finances that I have right now to record, you know, some of these the full the first handful of songs about. Six or so um, and then I'm hoping either May I might start another campaign or if you are interested in helping push this process along prior to having to wait down the line, which I would absolutely love, you can go on my website and there's a link at the top that says leave a tip and it connects you to, so you can go to AlyssaJC.com. The very last link is leave a tip i believe or i forget if it's contact page or leave a tip um which whatever is first but and it connects you to my paypal connects you to cash app and venmo and you can donate whatever you want um i give back to anyone who donates thirty dollars and above i give you little thank you things are different tiers between like 30 and 60 60 and 150 150 and 500 and things like that awesome yeah
0: awesome yeah, and folks, I encourage you to do that. Everybody, one of the good things that came out of the pandemic is people got very conditioned to tipping artists electronically, and hopefully some folks are still doing that out at venues. But here's a perfect example. If you just go on Alyssa's website and you have the choice, Venmo, PayPal, or Cash App, uh, it's a great way to support her as she tries to get through this recording that you're hearing about. I'd like to back up to some of the emotion that you talked about specifically there's a curse that comes with being a songwriter in that Everything is fair game as it relates to material to potentially write a song about. And even though you know we hear people talk about it being therapeutic and getting something off their chest once and for all, how difficult is it to go through a really challenging divorce and face the reality of, hey, this is something to write a song about? When honestly, you might just want to scream or cry or both in the privacy of your own home instead of having to put on, like you mentioned before, that great Alyssa JC smile that we've all come to know and love and act like I'm okay. I'm gonna get through this. Yeah, sure. I'll write a song or two about it. Ha, ha, ha.
1: I think the hardest part is really putting on what I need to put on on stage because it's not an act. Everyone that's listening, I want you to know that what Bruce just described me as, and I I can't thank you enough for for talking about me like that because I truly believe my inside is pretty much always – happy like I am smiling a lot and it just there can be times where I had mentioned that laundry list of things that I had to go through and then I'd still have to put on a show. And so it's not a faking thing. It's just a, I'm going to be here for you as I'm, I'm here to entertain you. And I want you to leave here feeling good. It's my, not my job. I don't call this a job. I call this like my purpose in life is to inspire. And if I, if you come to Alyssa JC show, it's my purpose to inspire you. And I can't tell you, even through all these emotions that I've felt and, and I've opened up a lot with these audiences and I've shared mm. some songs that are about to be recorded and I get a line of people. I, I might even start crying out talking about it. I get some people who will come up to me after these shows and they'll have tears in their eyes or they'll come and hug me and they'll say they'll just they'll inspire me right back and say mm. things. Like, Um, I've been there before. You've got this. You know, you're amazing. You, you shined, you lit up the room. You made me feel like I can do anything. And I can't believe that you're going through all this and you're still putting on the show for us and thanking me. Mm. And it's just, it's just amazing what, just these connections can do. That's why I love the listening room giving me this opportunity to play every single weekend to connect with all these people. And it's not just listening room. Of course, everybody that, that gives artists the chance, the opportunity to perform is, you know, it's a, it's a give and take, but, um, but a lot of these songs have been, have been written already. Uh, Yeah. It's been a very cathartic process and, I'm I'm just grateful to have the fearlessness that I don't think I ever would have had um if it weren't for honestly therapy and Carly Pierce
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, but you know, you mentioned that coincidentally January tenth was your ten year anniversary living in Nashville. So, you know, on a related note, how tough is it to be such a proactive artist, always out there meeting people, performing, doing writing sessions, being seen, having to stay visible in Nashville? when you are going through a tough time and maybe you just don't want to talk about how's the divorce going or how's the fundraising coming along for your new album? And does it ever get to the point where maybe you wish you didn't live in a city like Nashville during those challenges?
1: I can with 100% certainty say I have never once said I wish I didn't live here during this time. What I have said was... I wish I didn't have to talk about, like I, I wish maybe this one day I didn't have to talk about it. So for example, I had completely forgotten when his birthday was last year. I was so, my, my be ex-husband, mm-hmm. I was like doing pretty well somehow this day that I just didn't remember. And I got a fricking text from someone who's like, Hey, I know today. I mean, they didn't, they meant no harm, but they're like, I know today's so-and-so's birthday. And I'm like, Oh, why would oh, you remind gosh. me? Wow. And there are things like our wedding anniversary I got a couple of texts on what would have been our two year wedding anniversary and I'm like you guys let me please. So th- these are the moments where I, yeah. I get kind of upset I'm like just let me live my life I'm trying to move on I don't need to remember our wedding anniversary I don't need to know when his birthday is please yeah. stop yeah. talking about him mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, we will move on, (laughs) um, to, to something a lot more inspirational earlier on. I had highlighted that when you did your live streams, you were all about goodwill with your audience. And on a related note, I know we talked about this way back when you were on the show years ago, but it's important to talk about it again because you're still doing it to this day. I'm talking about money that you continue to raise for Alzheimer's through your blue crew. There are going to be people listening to this episode of Now Hear This Entertainment who know all about it, but for those who don't, explain about that whole initiative.
1: In a nutshell, blue represents happiness to me. I put it on. I feel like it changes my mood it's so the opposite of what oh you have the blues oh like got the Monday blues that doesn't Mm -hmm. Blue and I have had such a love affair since I was 16 and from 16 to 23, people kind of caught wind, obviously, of me just wearing blue all the time, and um, I kind of was beginning to have this reputation as a girl who wore a lot of blue. And so, when I started singing and, and in public and doing shows, which is around 25, I. I didn't go to school for, for marketing. I went to school for communication, but for some reason, I guess I had learned through like, life that you should have a brand when you're doing really anything and, and music is very important to have a brand. And so I just started calling myself, like I called my fans, the blue crew. Um, I came up with the term, bring the crew and wear your blue. And, and that was just a fun way for me to connect with my fans. I wear blue, you wear blue. Okay, cool. But My grandma had passed away one month after I started singing, so this was February of 2005, and I promised myself literally that evening that if I ever have the ability to give back to a charity, Alzheimer's will be the one and to the day I die and it will be done through wearing blue. And so Mm -hmm. for the last 10 years, since I moved to Nashville, if you've ever had to purchase or really anywhere in the world that I've performed, but it's been for 10 years now, if you've had to purchase a ticket to come see me perform, I've donated a dollar from that ticket sale to the Alzheimer's association. And over the last probably few years, um, I've been donating even portions of my, or a handful of years, portions of my merchandise sales as well. All you have to do is wear the color blue, wear your favorite shade of blue. Mine happens to be royal. You don't have to. <laughs> but deck yourself out in blue as much as you can. Like if you look at Bruce's in my photo from the listening room or... Um, Uh, Bruce, you're probably going to throw some pictures up there. You'll see some royal blue stuff. That's that's my favorite shade, but you just wear whatever you want. And it doesn't matter. You just wear that, and I will instantly, I'll see you in the audience. I'll know. I kind of just do a visual count when I'm on stage and donate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she won't take it. Uh, I'm going to say points. She won't take cents off. Oh, that person's wearing baby blue. I'm just going to do 75 cents for their ticket instead of a dollar. No, but
1: I will say this. People are like, I wore blue jeans. And I'm like, no, that doesn't count. Blue jeans are blue jeans. You have to actually try. So like put on a blue, put on a blue hat, put on a all blue, you know,
0: exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's something that you glossed over very, very quickly. I just want the audience to hear, like this is somebody who does pretty much anything that she sets her mind to you also do acting and modeling is there anything new to report there these days or is it a case of I'm too focused on this new album fundraising for it or, or maybe I'm wrong and it's a case of the old expression as long as the check clears heck yeah I'm open for business f- for acting or modeling <laughs>
1: um, so I have continued to do even when I really shouldn't because it's I'm so tired and exhausted and I have I have turned I recently just had to turn down three auditions that came in right amidst one of the bigger stressful divorce weeks that I just couldn't do but I have still I really still have over the last few years continued to do audition after audition after audition um, it's very little modeling which I wish I could do more of my Agent was like, "You just have to grow your hair out and stop dyeing it blue, and then you can, <laughs> then we can get you some more gigs." So now that my hair is back to being brunette for the last few years, I've grown it out. Now I have just to give fresh pictures. Um, I'm sure some more modeling auditions will come in. Uh, I was in a Honda commercial. I don't know if that ever came out or not, but a couple Augusts ago, I auditioned for and made this Honda commercial. I I, I I keep looking for it. I can't find it, but I was (laughs) told it's out. Um, But it's very... Modeling and acting, very, 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 very low on the totem pole. Um, I've done some TV, TV hosting I love, and I'm still getting some auditions for those. There's something that I can't talk about that is in the like woodworks i guess and i'm hoping that pans out um but for anyone who's listening ultimate 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 goal for Alyssa jc is to get my music on tv and film sync licensing i want you to hear my songs on your favorite netflix show your commercial that comes on in your car your favorite hallmark movie that's the ultimate goal
0: And so, folks, there's the offer. Her her door is open. She's very much a DIY artist. She does everything herself. She's never had a PR person. She's never had the list goes on of, of all the different positions in the music industry. And she does this all herself. So if you know someone that can open a door, contact her, but also support her. You heard her talk about this album that she's trying to make. Alyssa, a lot of artists went through that learning curve through the pandemic kind of they were forced to of oh my gosh I'm doing this live stream uh, 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 how do I ask people to donate so what advice do you have because you're going through this and I'm sure I mean this is a great example I mean Alyssa's is the one that contacted me and said hey it's been a long time since we actually did a podcast interview together even though we see each other and we stay in touch and so she did something great by saying like I need to go out there and let people know that even though the fundraising campaign ended like I'm still raising money to do more songs but Alyssa Alyssa, are you doing this at your live shows, not just Listening Room Cafe, anywhere you play? How have you found it to be? Because I know that it gets tough for an artist when they're doing some sort of, I'll call it crowdfunding campaign, because you do have to be in constant full-blown self-promotion mode and remind people that, hey, I would really love your financial support of this next recording process.
1: I'm going to start answering with answering that question with the biggest piece of advice anyone will hear from me and this goes not only for artists but for everyone Mm. you cannot be afraid to ask the worst someone can say is no and then you move on but you cannot be afraid to ask you never know my favorite phrase in the entire world is you never know you'll hear me if you hire me to be your inspirational career coach you're going to hear this from me all the time I can't tell you countless clients and countless people are like, God, like, I don't know if I should reach out to blah, blah. I'm like, you're going to reach out to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I mean, sometimes it pans out, but so, I'm sorry, sometimes it doesn't pan out, but sometimes it does. And sometimes it pans out in a way better way than you ever would have expected. So you can't be afraid. You have to believe in yourself and there's a fine line. You have to walk And I, This is something that can't be taught. This is something that's learned how you ask for it you don't just walk up up to someone and say give me this job like you have it's there's a genuineness to it there's a belief in yourself there's a humbleness Um, and I think people just can see what I've been doing for the last 17 years without a manager or without a booking agent and and people like you Bruce who have been watching for a long time and you see what I've been doing it helps it just it just helps by having these interviews and people can slowly start to learn and see like how oh, she really, she loves what she does. She wants to help. Let's help her too. But you could like, I'm, I guess I'm kind of going in circles. So long story short, I guess the, the advice is don't be afraid to ask, just go for it and ask. And that's, that's what I've been doing with the campaign. So if I am, um, or the, not, the, the stopped campaign, but the ongoing request for donations, Um, and generosities and things like that I do bring it up at all my shows uh, but I still have to I still have to live off this as well so it's kind of been a fine line because I want to be able to use this money that I make to go straight to the campaign or to the album but I also right now going through a divorce is not cheap either and a pandemic and i'm an artist and so it's like some of it i have to use to live off of so it's you know some days i'm just like whatever i make today i'm just going to use that to live off of or like the next day i might say okay everything i make today it's all going to the album and then it goes to the album
0: Yeah, because, you know, you do still have an electric bill to pay, and you do still have a cell phone bill to pay, and the list goes on. And so I think people need to hear all this and understand that this is the life of a DIY artist, and that whereas we all went through a pandemic artists were really hit hard by the pandemic because there was no place for them to go and play. And so everybody went online and it was very difficult to tip every artist who's playing every night. And so they're really making up for lost time. In addition to Alyssa trying to raise funds, for this new album that she's trying to do not to mention, as you heard the challenge of going through a divorce, which requires an attorney and everything else that goes with it. But Alyssa, I think a large part of what I also pulled from what you just said, it's just being authentic and let people hear that this is genuine. This isn't someone saying, uh, please support me through uh, PayPal or um, Venmo. Um, if you like my music, which is like, are you reading that or do you really want us to genuinely <laughs> support you? <laughs>
1: Right, right, yeah, I, I mean, and again, it's just I don't know, I guess it's up to the discretion of the donator um, whether or not they like the artist as a person, whether they choose to support them or not, and um, and that's fine, you know it's it's their money, but for for those of us out there, because I'm not the only one, I, we really need we need your help, we need your help, and music it's such a beautiful thing. It makes you feel, and it reminds you of things. I bet you can close your eyes, listen to a song and have a memory from that song from back in high school. And it just, it can get you through so much. And there's, there's, there are so many songs from Carly, but there's one particular song called "What He Didn't Do," and I and that's the song that hits me the hardest and connects with me the hardest um, and the most with her new album because, mm. like, gosh, I mean, it's like she went into my brain and took <laughs> my feelings from my heart and my thoughts and put it into this song, and it's beautiful, and um, and I want that so. Badly for my fans. I so badly want y'all to feel that way. And this, I've heard from so many people that I have written songs that have done that for them, but I freaking guarantee. Just there's going to be something from each one of these insanely different genre songs that like, <laughs> you pull from, whether it's the rap part or I mean who knows what. But I'm just I could not be, and I, I feel like I feel like a mother who's having a child for the first time. I've never had mm. a baby, but this is my baby, and I am so 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 proud of these songs and how they're coming out in the production and i'm so grateful for the musicians who want to be a part of this and who have been and the co-producers i'm co-produced i've co-produced probably everything i've ever released but this time i have my hands so i'm so deeply involved with every single piece because in the past like prior albums I didn't have the. Com- I still. I would all honestly tell you, I did not have the confidence to speak up and say, "Oh, I think that tone of that guitar is a little uh, too for this pop song," or like, "Hey, you know what? That to the engineer, I can hear. I the end of that song, you can't hear the T when I say must. It just sounds like must. Can we turn wow. that T up? Wow.
2: It's
1: just specifics that I'm like." No, I will not let a single one of those things slide by. So when you hear these songs, and if you, especially if you're donating, every single cent of what you're donating towards is you are ma- you are helping me make these songs exactly what I want.
0: Well, and okay. it's funny because you know we hear songwriters all the time, and even on the show talking about that their songs are their babies, and this is the first time that, and it's probably because of where you are on the path towards this album that it never occurred to me that what you're asking people to do, this is going to sound corny, but really this is the visual that came to me as you were saying it is help me get into that delivery room because you have 20 songs and you need a way to get them out. And unfortunately, someone standing at the door is saying, well, there's a price to come in here. Uh, and so, you know, as corny as it may sound, it's it's helping you get across that finish line because you've got all these songs written But now you need to be able to get into that control room and tell the engineer what you just said and and to speak up and say, you know, let's dial it back a little bit on the, on the drums and the song or whatever it is. Um, And and it's, it's a perfect setup, all this that you're talking about, because we're going to close today with the song of yours that came out early this month called see me cry. Uh, So before I let you go and we give the audience a chance to hear that song, share with us all about this track, if you would, please.
1: Oh, with pleasure so this song was written with a girl named christy huff and she and i met a handful of years ago through performing at whiskey jam here in town she lives in los angeles so she'll occasionally come to nashville when she does we write together she's an outstanding phenomenal super up-and-coming pop artist and she has a melodic sensibility that I connected with instantly and I was like we have to write and so um she and I had written a couple songs before this then we go and write this song and I am like 16 years older than she is and so there is just a a little bit of just a too young of a sense of a a lot of these lyrics after we wrote the song I love the melody so much and we didn't have the rap part because she doesn't rap And I'm like girl I need to add a rap to the song and so I ended up rewriting most of it I rewrote Mm. probably like 90% of the lyrics um, but the melody yeah. yeah and I added the rap but the melody that we came up with together is still there. And I cried so much throughout this marriage, throughout this relationship, prior to the marriage, during mm. the, I mean, just a whole, that's a whole other story. But there's just, I've cried so much, and my friends, my fans, I mean, I've cried on stage. This song is about being. At a place in your life now where you are just, you are done. You are not going to see me cry anymore. And this goes out to really anyone who can, has hurt anyone in the past. And this is for men and women alike who have come, like I said, Phoenix rising out of the ashes, to a place where they're just so much stronger. They're, they're so aware of the red flags and they're self aware now of what they need to change. Because, like I said, I've gone through therapy for four years now, I know what I needed to change. And so see me cry is I'm just, I'm, I'm burned out. I'm done with making those poor decisions. I'm moving on. You ain't going to see me cry. And then the rap, (laughs) could not be more proud of this rap. It has 10 hidden little innuendos and I'm, yeah oh my gosh Bruce so I I wrote this rap and then I shared it with my brother and he's like are you sure you want to say
2: that
1: (laughs) and and I I rewrote it and I rewrote it I'm like nope I went back to the original rap and I was like Christy are you cool if I say this she's like yeah of course like she's super supportive so um so yeah so I so I co-wrote it with Christy and then I produced it with a female producer named Sirsha in Atlanta. She's a good friend of mine. She's a past um, artist development. And now again, it was image 1228 at the time. It's now IAUM, but Sirsha was a client of mine. I never worked with a female producer before. And I said, Hmm. You want me to We did this kind of swap thing Because I'm a dancer choreographer So she's like Can you choreograph this dance For my You know um, uh, Music video And then I'll like Produce a song for you I'm like hell yeah I That's I
0: love awesome. it I love it
1: So we get together and we record for the first time and we get 70% of this song done. I'm like, you know what? This is freaking awesome and I love it, but I know exactly who I need to take it to for this last 30% to lift it from where it is Mm. to the next level. So I took it to Ryan Poole, who's been one of my co-producers for the last five years, and we made the finishing touches on it and it is what you hear now. And I am so proud of it and i'm so thrilled that it's out go listen to it
0: fantastic fantastic yeah i can tell by the by the emotion in your voice and i want to congratulate you on that song i want to congratulate you on the song that we played at the beginning which officially will be released the day after tomorrow and i'm pulling for you listeners i encourage you to please support Alyssa so she can continue to record great music that You'll be hearing for months and months to come as she gets more and more new songs out there. Alyssa, wonderful to finally have you back on the show, and thank you for being on Now Hear This Entertainment once again.
1: Thank you so much, Bruce, for having me. Really, truly.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And with that, I will wrap up another new episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player, percussionist, actress, model, <laughs> Alyssa JC. Visit her official website at AlyssaJC.com. Again, I will have a link to it on the show page for this episode at NHTE.net. Once you land on her website, look for the link that she referred to where you can go and support her through Venmo, Cash App, or Paypal. PayPal. And then do be sure to look for the social media icons as well so you can engage with Alyssa across various platforms, namely Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. For that matter, tell you heard her and her music, and now hear this entertainment. You heard her talk about the fundraising that she's doing for her 10th album, so do please consider supporting Alyssa with a donation to help her reach that goal so she can do all the recording that she has planned. In addition, her inspirational career coaching business, I Am Unashamedly Me, is just a click away at IAU um dot live or dot live for you to get in touch with her about those services. Keep up with Alyssa online so you can also see where and when you can go see her perform live and do be sure to support her by purchasing downloads of her original work through Apple Music. As I mentioned earlier, you don't have to be in the music business to seek my help or to do a podcast. I had someone do a consultation with me recently, who is planning a podcast that will offer commentary on reality TV, just to give one example of the kind of people that I'm helping, whether you're thinking of starting up a podcast or already have one, but feel alone, not real set on where things are headed book an online session with me and let's make sure you're going forward in your podcast journey, regardless of the genre, Write to podcast at N H T net And let's set a date and time for a confidential one-on-one conversation. Take advantage of my more than eight years doing this show and get in touch so I can help you out. That's going to do it for episode 424. Thanks ever so much for listening. I'll send you out today with another song by Alyssa Jacey. This is the one she just talked about. It's called See Me Cry. Out.
3: Tyson, man, I'm top down. you that I'd have to out. If nothing ever changed I've found I'm so much brighter without you around You'll forever be a storm cloud I'll forever be the rays All roads come from different locations All lead to the same destination But this time I'm burning the map I'm so sick of me living in the past. Huh? But this time I'm loving myself Yeah, so bye-bye just work. In fact, the last island I visited was 80 degrees. Service called clear, Rage, you the the to the Like if they turned on me like a desert mirage, felt like a Latin to check by Evil fire So I got out of it, Jump ship, set in the course, and like I'm manipulated by a devious force. You gotta cut the cord to beat the roar of the crowd to make room for the new blue light to shine down like a phoenix on the rise. Gotta leave it all behind. You see me crying for the last time. Cause it's all my girls will ride right it down. Thank you.